and then there it goes. All right, and welcome back to the Swapcast. Today, Alexandria, my brave co-director, is here with me. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we are coming up on the five-year anniversary of Backpage shutting down, and I felt like that's something we should address um, as both people who had used Backpage at some point, as well as people who, well, work for Swap and are in the sex work community, because we're still feeling... Um, you know, the consequences and results of Backpage being shut down in some very negative ways. And I think it's worth talking about what that looks like, how it is, how it's impacting sex workers and the sex work community, because people really don't know. And also, Alexandria, you haven't been on in a while. So if you want to give a little brief few sentences about yourself, also feel free to do that. Hello, everyone. I'm Alexandria. I am the programming director at Swap. I'm also a sex worker and have been for all of my adult life and some. I've done every facet of sex work, mostly survival. In-person work is my bread and butter, but I'd be out here. I do lots of things. <laughs> I'd be uh, out here. I do. I'd be out here. <laughs> I'd be out here. <laughs> and then I usually say, what service you have in? So then I would take your money, you know, whatever you, however long you wanted, half hour, hour or whatever. All right, so um, I know you use Backpage. I used to use Backpage. It doesn't exist anymore. How do you feel about that? I miss Backpage. Like, I miss Backpage more than I miss some exes. <laughs> no, I actually kind of feel that that's accurate, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. It's, I mean, it was reliable. We didn't have to worry about it shutting down or not being available. Phones would ring off the hook. Yeah, you're going to have to sift through a lot of shit, but like sifting through a lot of shit and you know you're going to get something out of it. You're going to do that labor for it. Mm -hmm. And then it was always a place I could go to if I wasn't sure. Like the main part about it if I couldn't find somebody, I knew exactly how to find them. Under federal mm -hmm. law, in order for something to be sex trafficking, there has to be an element of force, fraud, or coercion involved, or someone has to be underage. President George W. Bush picked up where Clinton left off, directing money to anti-prostitution groups. Both Christian groups and sort of feminist groups that are handling the issue, mostly Christian groups, but you've started to see all prostitution is being described as sex trafficking or human trafficking. And at that time, they start these giant stings that mostly rely on Craigslist and later Backpage. And this really starts picking up under Obama. Please. The FBI funding these task forces with local sheriffs and giving them money sort of contingent on the fact that they frame these as sex trafficking stings instead of prostitution stings. And they're really combined need to make it look like there's a huge epidemic and this huge problem that needs to be addressed. Use Backpage.com online classifieds to get paid for sex. A representative told us senators are conducting a witch hunt against the site. Backpage says it cooperates with police departments to help find victims. And some police, like Minneapolis Sergeant Grant Snyder, a sex trafficking investigator, agree. In some cases, we just tell them we've got a, a victim out there and we need to recover this individual and, and they respond very rapidly to that. Snyder also agrees with Backpage that if ads aren't on their site, they'll pop up somewhere else on sites that may not be as helpful to police. I think that if we eliminated Backpage today, you would see the same level of commercial exploitation 
occurring in other venues. Yeah, that was one of the things that um, was so wild to me after Backpage shut down, because I started following uh, police stories really hard after Backpage shut down, because we, you know, let's face it, sex workers knew what was going to happen. We all knew that, um, like, we were going to lose tabs on people, no longer be able to connect with them online. Uh, people who had been able to screen or advertise online were going to have to go to in-person work, and they were going to be at increased risk because they were never at that type of situation before. They had only ever worked, like, digitally by advertising online to meet clients like they were never you know on a stroll they were never you know looking for clients first time mm -hmm. in person things like that so you know the sex work community kept you know basically screaming from the rafters that this is what gonna was what was gonna happen and then after Backpage went down uh i started following these police stories and every story was like we haven't been able to find any traffickers we lost someone who we think is a victim of human trafficking Human trafficking has gone up. There's like 5,000 more people, uh, you know, on the stroll or doing, you know, outdoor sex work and all these problems. And it was like sex workers fucking told you that all this was going to happen. If you y'all would have listened, you know, but nobody did. And now here we are. And I'm still very angry about that, quite frankly. It's like we have always been the ones who say something first and they don't want to listen to us until it's them who's affected and it's like well you're always next you know that right exactly. like you're you're next in this in this order of bullying and oppression you're next so we're just trying to let you know what's happening to us so you can be prepared and maybe curtail further harm but trying to get people involved is like pulling teeth because they just do not see the big picture on it mm-hmm yeah, I think that people don't. And there's like so much um, stigma around sex workers that it's so easy for most of society to be like, well, you know, sex workers don't matter or that's what you get for being a sex worker. You know, um, like, I don't know. Do you follow um, was it Dr. Snow or Mistress Snow on Twitter at all? Yes. Yeah. Did mm -hmm. you see mm -hmm. when she posted the uh, like, you know, the that gif of the guy from a. Uh, what was that movie Tangled with like all the swords pointing at him? Like post an opinion mm -hmm. that'll have you like the this. Hot takes. Yeah, and she was like post a sex work opinion. Like about half of those comments are people just straight up being like, sex workers are subhuman. Sex workers deserve to be raped. You know, sex workers deserve to be murdered. Every time I see a sex worker, I want to bash her head in. Like just like people are just saying things like that. And so it's absolutely wild to me that um, people are pretending that sex workers don't need safety or rights, you know, afforded to them when there's straight up people online saying like, yeah, if I see you, I want to kill you because you do sex work. Yeah. Maybe we should have somewhere to screen people. Fucking maybe, <laughs> you know, yeah, we should have somewhere we can go find each other or go back to it because it's like you look at because it, the timing is not, you know, lost on any of us. Mm hmm. Is that, you know, Sesta Foster was introduced in 2017. Mm -hmm. Backpage gets seized in 2018. Mm -hmm. And that was like four years ago. And it's like, what? <sighs> and I think it's also wild how um, the people who didn't oppose that when it happened are like freaking out now. Because they're like, what do you mean the government wants to spy on us? And like people are freaking out about this new um, TikTok bill, right? Where they, uh, mm -hmm. the federal government wants to ban you from being able to use TikTok, but also be able to put you in prison for 20 years if you use a VPN. Things like that. And all these people are like, huh. why are they trying to take away our rights? Why are they spying on us? What about us, our civil liberties? Like the takedown of Backpage and promoting Sesta Fosta was the prototype for all these things. Like sex workers tried so hard to tell people 
and people didn't want to listen because they're like, oh, just, you know, dumb whores. No one knows. No one cares, you know. And it's like, mm-hmm. now here we are. And it's the same thing with um, the abortion bans. I still can't get people to understand that this whole idea about um, tracking people's information and snitching on them if they go across state lines for abortion bans, absolutely ra- uh, rooted in the type of anti-sex work policies that have always existed in this country, um, and especially of late, you know, because if you guys, anything under the frame of trafficking, quote unquote, like I'm protecting the children from trafficking, the federal government will just throw money at you and no one will ever question you. So, like, I don't know if you saw um, one of those. I forgot what state it was now. Uh, they're trying to pass yet another uh, restriction abortion. But so you can't go out of state to get an abortion. Did you see that one? You know, I think Idaho lawmakers have a pretty simple job. Propose laws and regulations that govern the people within the state of Idaho's borders, right? Outside Idaho's borders, though, our state laws, well, they don't really hold any weight, as you well know. That's why once Idaho outlawed most abortions, Idahoans started looking for that procedure outside and wanted to simply drive to another state if they wanted to have one. It could be Oregon or it could be Washington. But this could be illegal, specifically for minors. Republican Representative Barbara Ehart from Idaho Falls introduced House Bill 98 today in the state uh, in, in the committee today. This bill would consider any adult transporting a minor outside the state of Idaho for an abortion to be, quote, a human trafficker. Exceptions exist for parents, legal guardians, or parental consent. But abortion accessibility advocates still say this is problematic. Yeah, because my state was trying to uh, do that. And I saw a couple other states trying to do that. Texas is really big about that. And like our ACLU, they have them running. Do they? Running. Yes, because they're constantly throwing shit back up. Uh, Abbott, specifically in Texas, is being especially heinous, but he he always is, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And even when it's like uh, in 2014, for example, there were lots of townships that wanted to have fracking bans, bans of fracking in their small towns, right? Mm-hmm. And in a lot of the townships they passed unanimously, they passed, you know, with like an 80 some, you know, record number voter turnout kind of thing. And so they thought there would be no fracking. But then you have Abbott who turns around right after this election ends, that election mm-hmm. ended in 2014, and put out and signed a ban on the fracking bans so no one else could oppose it in the state oh my god it smells horrible we can see smoke puffing up over their walls and it just blows directly over our homes yeah as it turns out most people aren't wild about drilling rigs going up right next to homes and schools and despite being outspent 19 to 1 by the oil and gas industry a citizen-backed referendum to ban fracking in denton actually won this is a mandate from the people of denton we live on this land and we're gonna take back our town that was awesome this is local government doing exactly what governments are supposed to do so obviously big money it up immediately Mm -hmm. the governor of texas greg abbott has signed a bill into law that prohibits cities and towns from banning a gas drilling practice known as hydraulic fracking. A bill called HB 40 was overwhelmingly passed by the Texas state legislature and signed into law by Governor Greg Abbott. This bill straight up bans local communities from making their own decisions about oil and gas drilling. They literally wrote a law to stop towns like Denton from writing their own laws. Instead, this call is now in the hands of the state agency called 
The Texas Railroad Commission? Is that right? Ah, yes, the Texas Railroad Commission. It's an agency so old it's still named after the days when its main business was overseeing the state's railroads. But it has a new job now, regulating the oil and gas industry. Although, actually, it, regulating yeah, might be no, too strong not. a word. You mean nudging? No, still too much. Coddling? Still too strong. Exactly. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. It's I, that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. Okay, I just found it. Uh, the, the most recent one is Idaho. So Idaho is about to become the first state to restrict interstate travel for abortion. But here's the thing. The bill created a new crime. It's called abortion trafficking. Yes, going out to state to get an abortion is now abortion trafficking if you live in Idaho. So like that is like really one of the things that I just can't stand about this whole anti-trafficking movement is how they just take words and will attribute any meaning to that. Abortion trafficking, what the fuck now? Come on now. Come on yeah, now. Yeah, like what the fuck is abortion trafficking? <sighs> it doesn't have to be. Uh, it doesn't matter. It uh, involves minors who want to abort their rapist babies, and that's trafficking, apparently. So, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. What do they have in here? Um, also, something that's interesting to me is... Uh, the bill defines uh, this as an adult who, with the intent to conceal an abortion from parents or guardians, an unemancipated minor, uh, to obtain abortion-inducing drugs, recruiting, harboring, or transporting the pregnant minor within the state commits the crime of abortion trafficking. So um, if you're found guilty of abortion trafficking, that would be a felony, and those found guilty would face two to five years in prison. And the legislation also includes a statute to allow the Idaho attorney general to supersede any local prosecutor's uh, decision. So even if your local prosecutor decides not to prosecute you, the state prosecutor still has the right to, to like, overrule that. Yeah. Adorable. But tell me again that this is about protecting children. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They always want to say it's about protecting children. It's about and then you literally have people signing in labor laws to keep children working. It's like, you don't want to protect children. You just want to use them because they're not, they're not a, like, let's be real. Let's be, let's be fucking for real. It's easier to use them because they can't, they don't have consensual enough power to have their own voice and be allowed to speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. So you're going to speak for them, which is the worst thing to do to anybody marginalized, speak for them and out of turn about what they need. But you're talking about people who need to be protected. Exactly. So if they're not in danger, why are you trying to put <laughs> like, why are you trying to create danger? Exactly. If you're, you're knocking at the devil's door. What are you going to do when he fucking answers? Mm -hmm. Like you are putting your Put pe taking people's eyes off the folks that they should be watching mm -hmm. that are possible predators and putting them on people that are innocuous. They're not doing anything. <laughs> exactly. You know, and so these people who are the actual predators can get away with it because no one's looking for them. No one's watching them. They're like, well, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a sex worker. I'm mm -hmm. not a drag queen. Yep. I'm not trans. No one's looking at me. So I can just do whatever the fuck. And that's exactly what happens and keeps happening. Exactly. So it's like, why, like, e even the year that the first year that Sesta Fosta, that was that first D17, I remember the list was three pages and the year before it was one. Mm -hmm. And like that kind of stuff that people, it's like, you don't see these names. How do you not see what's up? Like, I feel like I want to shake everyone yes. because. Yes. 
it's not a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. It's there's it's, facts in your face. It literally is. Uh, one thing I do want to say about this whole Idaho um, abortion trafficking bill. Right. So, like, I'm hoping by now folks who listen to this podcast are familiar with the Nordic model. If not, just a super, super brief recap. Um, It's allegedly designed to help sex workers, to help women by not criminalizing them, but keeping criminal by by keeping clients criminalized. Sex workers have pointed out that this bill is actually really unhelpful. And this type of policy actually hurts sex workers because they're still under like constant police surveillance because their clients are still criminalized. Right. It's still illegal to rent to a sex worker. It's still illegal to um, have, you know, like your adult children or your partner living with you because they're your quote unquote pimps now because you use your sex worker money to pay rent and bills, things like that. And um, like the biggest thing about the Nordic model was the way it got uh, pushed was by people who supported it saying, we're not criminalizing sex workers. We're just criminalizing clients. You won't be criminalized. Right. Like that sounds familiar to you, right? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. So now I just want to point out this abortion trafficking bill, like this specific uh, quote in here from Idaho Technically, they're not criminalizing people driving to Washington state. The crime is driving someone else out of Idaho. Does that not sound exactly like the logic of the Nordic model? Technically, you're not doing anything illegal. Just the people around you are criminals. Like, it's literally the same language, the same using trafficking inappropriately. Like, they really used um, anti-sex work legislation is like the fucking like playbook for this shit. And they keep doing it and people still haven't caught on because they just refuse to listen to sex workers. And I'm so fucking beyond frustrated with it, really. I'm really glad to say on both sides of the border now it is illegal to pay for sexual access to another person's body. And that was something you were very keen to to establish. Yeah. And, and, and that criminalizes the men. Isn't that right? Not the women. That's, that's it criminalizes the anybody who buys sexual access to another person and it's a gender-neutral law. In that so, sense, yeah. yeah. But, uh, okay. And uh, with that in mind, then, is it working? I don't feel it's working yet, but to be fair, we've only had it in place for 12 months. But to be fair, we've only had it in place for 12 months. We've only had it in place for 12 months. For 12 months. Is it working? I don't feel it's working yet. That thread, I was reading through it, and there are some very interesting and good points. A lot of things I agreed with that I didn't think were controversial, but I'm sure people think they are. But the amount of rhetoric, the stigma, because people, they have this very absent idea about what's actually happening in society. And you look at something as simple as the civil rights movement and the the Civil Rights Act, which is very clear, or the ADA, you know, mm-hmm. yes. you look at that and it's pretty clear how you're supposed to and what should be frowned upon and what should be acceptable. Yet we are where we are. So trying to like, yes, we all like we all want decrim. We all want it. But good like we can't even destigmatize how people are punished like the carceral system is bro- like it's all broken mm-hmm. so, like trying to move within this and i think people are missing completely the optics of what we're trying to move in mm-hmm. so their lack of support is just so it's glaring to us but not to them right yeah, and uh, for the ADA, in case people don't know, that was uh, the Americans uh, with Disabilities Act you're talking about, right? For how to treat disabled people in public. 
or, you know, basically Correct. what rights people yeah. should have in public, right? So when you see people who are like, I have a seeing eye dog and my Uber driver wouldn't pick me up because they didn't want a dog in their car. Yeah, that's like the ADA, ADA shit, right? So, yeah, but there mm-hmm. really is this whole thing in the society about who um, is allowed to be picked on and who isn't, you know? And while I definitely find a lot of uh, parallels with, like, other groups, so, and of course, because sex workers are humans, right? So multifaceted. Like, there are sex workers who are disabled. There are sex workers who are not white. There are sex workers who are black, you know, trans, queer, all these things. But what I find is that a lot of other groups have been able to get some sort of uh, legal protections, even if they're not enforced accurately, because, like, let's face it, this country is mm-hmm. racist as shit. Um, <laughs> but something I find is that it's easier for the government to target sex workers because sex workers are already criminalized. So, like, sex workers aren't in a position where they can fall back on sort of like becoming a legally protected class because sex workers by far and large are seen as either criminals or highly immoral or people who are too damaged to be able to deserve autonomy and their own right to make decisions because like a lot of this shit would not be happening if sex workers were allowed to be um classified as like a group deserving of legal protections you know what i mean because like obviously the government wants to also do these things to disabled people and to black people and to you know immigrants and you know to queer people and trans people but they can't really do it with the same um level of aggression right now like with political optics Mm -hmm. that they can do it to sex workers so it seems like sex work is really becoming sort of the prototype for all this shit and people still can't grasp it and it's like okay everything they do to sex workers is gonna come back to you like i'm so tired of trying to tell Mm -hmm. people what is that like that world war ii little like poem like the first they came for like guys the sex workers is the first they came for whatever happened to sex workers is coming for the rest of y'all please understand um what we believe is that sex work in itself is not harmful so prostitution is work and that is a job that is not causing harm because it is a an agreement it is a consensual agreement between two adults so there is no harm in consenting sex so that in itself is not harmful but then how can we reduce harms that affect sex workers and from that what we are looking at is how the criminalization of sex work is causing harms to us. And then what we see, um, the criminalization, it, it, it increases the stigma and discrimination. But then when we look at legalization and legalized prostitution, we also see that they are also living in a stigmatized and discriminated environment. So how can we reduce harms to sex work? I think that, and to sex workers, that we have to discover and we have to discuss how um, stigma is causing harm. How can we support the sex workers in their environment and um, stop um, this feminist movement? How can we counteract this feminist movement that say, says that all sex work is rape and that all sex work is harmful to women? So we have to dissipate this message through sex workers speaking out about their right to choose to do with their bodies whatever they want to do. With full aggression and full force, like the thing is like we haven't as like North America destigmatized bodies. So a lot of our laws are about locking down people's bodies, what they can Mm -hmm. do with their body and what they can't do with their body. And 
they haven't destigmatized bodies in such a way that they don't know how to allow other people to have autonomy mm-hmm. because they feel like it infringes upon theirs. And I get that, but I don't at the same time because they understand other concepts of autonomy, but they don't understand this mm-hmm. because they can't see themselves doing it. Right. Which I'm like, it doesn't matter because it's their same argument about, you know, gay men and being gay. They're like, oh, well, I just don't want it around me or Mm -hmm. I don't know. I could never do that, you know, with such disgust. But, you know, you're looking at somebody's job, you know, their job and the classism that goes with that. The people are like, well, you're lower down the ladder if you have this job as if you can put people in a hierarchy based on their profession. It's like working class is working class. We're already working class. So like, why are you going to other another working class person? Mm-hmm. Well, particularly like if you're doing sex work, full service sex work, partial, mm-hmm. uh, you're using your body. And in capitalism, you own that means of production <laughs> or service. That's a big problem in oh, capitalism. Problem. Like just a default means of service or production that you don't have to buy you don't actually i mean there's options you can modify it but you don't really have to like that's a problem because you can make too much damn money without uh you know an overlord yeah i think that's also inherently tied to the like one of the biggest things i hear sex workers sell their bodies i was like sell it to who because i'm pretty sure i still have my body right here attached to me right now yeah in my possession the fact, <laughs> they think there's a cost it's it's that you know that thing where they have those uh you know those shitty tiktoks where they're like would you suck a dick for a million dollars and people are literally saying you know no oh my god like is there what does it look like what does the dick look like and i'm like it's a million dollars right if i went back home and I was like, hey, I got offered a million dollars to suck a dick. And I was like, no way, I've got morals. Um, I might get dumped that night or at least <laughs> like cussed out or I'll never live it down. They're going to tweet about it. What a dumbass I am. Like, the thing is, like, it's a job. We do lots of things we don't want to do for money. Like, literally everyone I know who doesn't have a small business where they work for themselves mm-hmm. is doing shit they don't want to do for fucking money. Seriously. And I also is, like, fascinating to me how there's so much stigma around sex work in particular. But there are so many other um, forms of labor, especially, like, gender-coded labor that I have no desire to do. Like, I don't want to be a fucking stay-at-home mom with, like, six kids. That sounds like torture to me. I don't want to fucking do that. And I'd say even with a business you own, keep it real, like, I enjoy the finished product, but I don't feel Mm -hmm. like sitting down and making a podcast. I don't actually (laughs) Mm -mm. feel like doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to have to do any fucking thing. You feel me? Like... I'm not yes. trying to do any of that shit. Yeah, absolutely. I love the finished product. I love when I can build a costume or film or make something. I do love working for myself and there are plenty of benefits and privileges to that shit. But when you talk about like the stigmatization, it's like motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just trying to live. Uh, Seriously. And we're all trying to live under this bullshit. And it's like, we're all in the same shit soup together. Like, if you're the carrots, I'm the peas, bitch. Like, we're in the same shit soup together. In this very same chair in front of this table, 
I can sit for three hours binge watching BoJack Horseman, but as soon as I turn on the microphone to record a podcast, suddenly this same damn chair becomes uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) It's true though. Like, I gotta get up, y'all. I gotta get up. <laughs> Sex workers no, against really. all labor. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> no, that's like, that's true, though. And I was, you know, cracking up watching the um, sort of like anti sex work responses. I'm sure you know Andrea Hines. Yeah. The one who used to be a pimp. Yeah. Her words, she was a pimp. She ran a brothel. Um, and now she hates black pe- black men because black men are pimps, which is wild because she's a white woman who actually was the Who's pimp. It? Pimp. Yeah, I'm saying it takes a lot of audacity to get online and openly say that you used to be a pimp, but the real problem in your country is black men immigrating there because they could become pimps. That's a bold ass statement from a white woman. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, um, like kind of literally minority report is that shit. Like, comp- like <laughs> you, your black ass better stay where you're at. If you come here, I know you'll become a pimp. Like, who are you, a, a suitsayer? You're the Tiresias of niggas now? Like, <laughs> I don't think so. But yeah, she was on Twitter the other day um, saying that, like, you can tell, like, you know, basically how messed up the women in sex work are because they defend sex work because they only care about, like, making men happy. Something like that. And I was like, or sex workers <laughs> go to work because they have rent and bills. Like, imagine telling somebody who went to work to come home to pay their rent that they're, like, doing it for men. No, they're doing it for themselves because they don't want to be fucking homeless. They did it for themselves because they want dinner tonight. They did it for themselves because they want to put gas in their car. Like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, uh, like when you go to your little corporate <laughs> blah blah job that you think is so much better than this, do you go in thinking, I can't wait to make my boss happy? And then when you leave, you're like, I made them happy today. I'm the best, the goodest boy because I made my boss happy. No, you're like, oh, I accomplished that goal. I did it. Like, you're just happy to have done it so you don't get shit canned. Mm-hmm. You're not worried about their happiness. You're worried about your employment. Like, oh, here. Yeah. Just like, we are. <laughs> like, get out of here. Here we go. All right, I found the tweet. The sex trade is proof in and of itself how much women prioritize men's interests above our own. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go off the men's can you realize after the sex work and i guess we are talking mostly about like the idea of like hetero men seeking hetero services right Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. the at the end of the transaction the man leaves with less money in a system of capitalism yeah Mm -hmm. like he he, i I guess you know he got the service he was looking for but like the sex worker walked away with currency, mm-hmm. like currency that could be invested, right? It could be turned uh-huh. into more, uh, you know, or it, could, it it can purchase nourishment, makes the body healthier, mm-hmm. right? It can purchase that medication that they needed to get, they got diagnosed for. Now I can go to Walgreens and refill my ca- uh, tablet deal. You know, like this, this is, it's ridiculous. And no one says it about me when I'm on the Skyjack and I go to work and almost die every day mm-hmm. with my body. <laughs> no one says I'm selling my body mm-hmm. with all the scars from ovens working in the restaurant up and down my arms. Apparently I wasn't selling my body, mm-hmm. even though literally I would get burns uh-huh. so deep that the flesh would have to grow back. Well, that's not selling your body. That's honest labor. Yeah, it's labor. It's like those <laughs> memes, you see those memes and those tweets go around and 
they're all to me they have the same flavor and feeling like live laugh love and we're the daughters of the witches you couldn't burn and <laughs> right like we all sell our bodies under capitalism and it's like no we don't please stop selling that we're selling our bodies you're literally mm-hmm. feeding into capitalism by yeah, saying and, that. And that whole thing is really like so um like class-based and also what field you work in because let me tell you mm-hmm. i have worked in a factory i have worked as a waitress i have done sex work and i have worked in an office let me tell you which one i prefer yeah, you're, like, <laughs> you're not the daughters of the witches they couldn't burn you're the daughters of the woman that snitched on the witch yeah yes. like literally your papas your great great papas lit the fire of those witches yes they weren't burning your daughter of the witches they couldn't burn <laughs> they weren't gonna burn your ancestors they didn't think they were witches exactly like, chill <laughs> it's wild with the appropriation burn. it's so wild how they like they it will take any is. cause and be like i too am oppressed <laughs> are you though Ugh. in this way for this reason are you <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, do you, why do you want to be oppressed so badly? Like, somebody who was in one of those threads mentioned that they're like, well, I'm poor and I live this kind of poor lifestyle, da da da. Basically, equating that because they're working class, they don't benefit from white supremacy. And I'm like, that's what year is it again? <laughs> like, that doesn't work. Right. How are that's we not just, a, a thing. Like, how are we still doing these old ass arguments? It's ridiculous. And it's goofy yeah. shit. Like, be it's serious. It's really weird behavior. Mm-hmm. And then have the nerve to say, like, trying to separate themselves from other white people while using African American English. And I'm like, well, you know what? I don't talk. I like. I honestly don't. I'm gonna let these other white people gather you because I have no gathering strength at the moment Mm -hmm. because I'm just gonna say some shit that's gonna go like it's it's not gonna be cute Mm -hmm. and it's like I don't want to have to keep my calm in those situations but there's just so I don't have enough energy to handle all the ignorance that lives especially on Twitter when it comes to infighting and when it comes to people who aren't ready for the liberation of others Mm mm-hmm yeah, and honestly, so also I'm just going to throw uh, kind of tangential, but kind of related. Y'all both let me know what you think of it. Now, as we're getting into this whole era of like fascism on speed, basically, is where we're at. Um, but this whole thing where we keep having these um, groups of like, you know, so-called like feminists, um, people who support social justice, leftists, progressives, but they keep coming through. They're almost all white, first of all, but they also keep coming through with like the anti um uh, sex worker rhetoric. They keep coming through with the um, anti-trans rhetoric, um, the anti-like LGBTQ rhetoric in general. Like also, you know, I mean, like homophobic and whatnot. In addition to the transphobia, things like that. Now, for me personally, I'm trying to figure out why like these so-called like white leftists and progressives aren't doing anything like with the way the government is fucking with all of us right now. And personally, I think it's because they want to see more old-school gender oppression because that's the only way that they can feel. Um, that's the only way they can regain the stature that they used to have. Like social justice movements have gone so mm-hmm. far that now like white women are literally being told they need to shut the fuck up and sit down too. Right. As like, right. Mm-hmm. What, like what was the bill birthing? Like sit, sit down, down next, next to me, me and take your talking, talking to. to like that type of shit. And I genuinely think mm. that a lot of these white women who position themselves as like feminists or progressive or social justice actually do want a return of archaic laws because then they can um, claim like full on oppression 
in ways that they haven't been able to in the last decade or so with like the way social justice has progressed. Like, and I think that's why they're not fighting it because there's absolutely no reason to not be like standing up screaming for abortion rights. Like especially, and I know that there's like white people who are white women who are, but like the turf types, you know, the rad femme types, Mm -hmm. the GCs, like the ones who seem to be approaching social justice from a very like conservative mindset, right? The people who are opposed to sex Mm -hmm. work. Um, the people complaining about critical race theory, shit like that. And genuinely, I think it's because they want a return to more archaic laws because yep. then um, it, it's a return to something they're used to and they can be on top. I don't know what y'all think about that, but I think they're, they I, want it on purpose. I honestly, I, like, I don't think you're wrong about it because on their end, especially the ones, you know, they're very, you know, pussy hot, et cetera, et cetera, type people who are really conservative because they don't, they do not believe in protecting people who do sex work. And if they do, it's only certain kinds Mm -hmm. because they're not looking at full service sex workers. They're looking at, um, they're looking at people who have subscription service sites Mm -hmm. as their main bread and butter. And there's nothing wrong with that, but those people are in need of protection right now. Yeah, yeah. And that's they don't want to make that part their their focus. I got a celebrity example pops into my head, right? Because mm-hmm. you're saying like um things just aren't the way they're supposed to be, mm-hmm. right? And I use the language of uh, social engineering, yeah, right? Like society mm-hmm. hasn't been re-engineered, but there's been modifications on the machine that some folks that work that production line, let's get metaphorical as fuck, Uh some folks on that production line are not feeling it. There may be some line leaders and managers who say, hey, that's running pretty smooth, we like this, but there's people on that line that are like, this is not how my grandfather's line ran, Mm -hmm. and I'm supposed to have the line he had, and celebrity example, if social engineering was going the way it was supposed to, some nigga named Snoop Doggy fucking dog should not be on TV with this Martha Stewart goofing around. <laughs> that yeah. Snoop Doggy nigga is supposed to be in prison forever. Yeah. And she is supposed to be some brown haired man's wife, but somehow only popping out blonde children. <laughs> right? So like those two on TV together is what people see and say, Fuck no excuse. I think I want to curse less on this show. Excuse me. <laughs> and also we have to come toward a close pretty soon here if you want to do any wrapping up because oh, yes. apparently Zoom wants me to have a premium account to oh. go longer than we've been going. Oh. Yeah, Fiends Kalita pointed that out to me. He said, what the hell is that timer countdown on Zoom? Mm-hmm. And so that is winding down mm. on us pretty fast here. So, like, last bits of info, anything about Swap you want to tell folks as we're in the relaunch of the program? Yes, we are doing a relaunch of the program. We're kind of doing a relaunch of Swap in and of itself. We're going to be getting a Substack, probably a TikTok. I don't know what the federal government's doing with TikTok, but um, sort of coming back and uh, a little bit of reinventing ourselves. So, please check us out. Um, as always, you can find us on all our social medias. Alexandria, would you like to add anything? Yes, if you are able, spread the word about what we're doing. And also, if you donate, that money does get split amongst our sponsees. And that is real talk. So if you go to swapusa.org 
or swapusa.org slash donate. There is a nice pop-up if you just go to the main site or to that direct slash donate. And you can be a monthly donor, donate one time, take care of the fees, send a dedication, send a note. That money goes directly into writing this and we're trying to keep it as grassroots as possible. We are dead ass about that. Yeah. And again, this is swapusa.org and you can bet your buttermilk biscuits that there is <laughs> nobody that's like a mixillionaire that is behind this. There's no damn churches behind this. It's not like Crisis Pregnancy Center. There is no trick to it. There is no trying to fool uh, women out of sex work and into a factory that might collapse in 2013. Mm. None of that going on. It's actually to really help sex workers and folks on the margins. It's no joke. And also, because it's an org, you do get a uh, tax-deductible donation. It's tax deductible buddy keep that receipt when you donate to swap all right magnet you know what swap should sell swap magnets so that (laughs) you can put the magnet of your swap receipt to your refrigerator for next tax season great idea there you go i need a job somebody (laughs) (laughs) someone send some money so we can give this this man a job all right we are out of here bye y'all all All right bye y'all bye